Remix. Woo! Remix. We just dropped it. That's fire right there. I'm telling you. I, I mean, how could you not be feeling that? And those of you that haven't yet heard it, you're about to hear from the man live. But just in a minute... What's up, you guys? This is Sina Azari coming at you from the All Mindset Studio, CEO accredited on this beautiful Friday. You know we got my man, the People's Advisor, up in the studio all What's the time. What's going on, everybody? How you been, Matt? Oh, man, I'm great. It's been a slammed Friday, and I well, love you, it. Well, you look great, bro, by the way. So. Hey, man. Appreciate it. Always bringing the heat, the fire, the excitement. It's good seeing you. Trying to keep up with this guy, motivating me over here without even trying to. Well, hey, man, you know, you just, you just uh, lined it up right there saying this guy, we got the man all the way out from... South Carolina, right? South Carolina. Streamer. South Carolina. Came out to California. Never do you see him have a break. He's always out there live, giving the content, giving the nothing but value, and has never asked for anything in return. We are excited to have you in the studio, Mr. Tyler Harris. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, man. I felt like that intro was like, this was like the whitest episode of some <laughs> hip-hop radio hey. radio show of all time that's so funny. hey man uh I'm, I'm i'm a big fan of the uh, the, the daily bread bro yes. so so you, you called out remix right when are you gonna drop the album <laughs> i'm just kidding but how, how talk about the, the, the <laughs> hip-hop is, it, that is gonna happen i promise you i promise you is this really? like a, it's in the works yeah, wow yeah, man, works. we're gonna make cool. a full song out of it and there's gonna be yeah, is that is that something that's like been an aspiration of yours to like be a hip hop artist or to not to be a hip hop artist? But music has been the like I played the piano, which is probably very surprising. Uh, but yeah, music's always been a big part of my life, and uh, it's so funny when we filmed that. I mean, the whole idea of having this intro song, I was trying to get people to send me some music for the intro for the vlog, and some people send me some stuff, and I was like, man, I just wanted to be like specific and super personal and. I was like, screw it. I just put up my iPhone, just wrote some lyrics out. Next thing you know, I'm on SoundCloud finding this beat. It went with it perfect. And next thing you know, we're in the studio and I'm rapping. And we get in the car afterwards and TJ's got the camera and he's like, hey man, how'd that feel? I was like, it just felt right. It just That's felt cool. Right. It, it, sounds, <laughs> it cool. sounds right, man. It's fire, bro. I yeah. mean, unfortunately, it's not long enough for me to work out to it and stuff. But I sometimes... Uh, you know, just full disclosure, cut a snippet and put it on loop mode, man. And my wife thinks I'm crazy. But hey, I, I may do the same, and that's probably <laughs> that's probably on another level of, of of strange. Well, yo, man, for those that aren't here, this guy is—he's uh, got his man with him, TJ. Always giving credit and love to the man behind the lens. What's what's been uh, going on in the recent projects in, in Tyler's world? Man, there's a lot going on, um, and that's kind of the way I like it. I kind of feel like I thrive in chaos. And we are actively pursuing chaos, <laughs> I feel like. Um, there's a lot going on. So still just you know, out there slinging life insurance policies um, like we always have been. But this uh, the social media stuff has just kind of taken on a life of its own. Um, you know, Now we've got the Sales Wolves podcast, the Breadwinner podcast. Just recently, as of last week, we've got the Daily Bread Flavor in Your Ear which is the audio version I love that, of the man. vlog. So all 60-something episodes are now on iTunes for uh, for a podcast. And we've got the daily vlog. We've got just all this stuff. The Motivation King stuff is still going strong. And um, just a lot of moving parts. Um, but but staying focused on, on the main thing that brings in the revenue, which is selling life insurance policies. Impacting lives, man. And, you know, by the I want to apologize. I said the daily bread podcast it is the breadwinner podcast and the daily bread vlog yep hey man a lot of dough 
going up <laughs> in this mix. That's all I'm saying, man. A lot of dough. Dude, we're all about bread puns. <laughs> any any kind of it. bread pun. We, we just partnered with Gerard Adams on this dinner series called Breaking Bread. And uh, so any any excuse for a bread pun, we are... <laughs> well, hey, man, I appreciate you coming to our studio Breaking Bread with us live out yes. here in Orange County. It's so, so when was the last time you made a visit out to California? I was just telling Matt, man, I've only been out to L.A. or California twice since for business trips. And it's been like in and out, like two-day trips. So That's cool, man. So I'm excited to be out here. That's awesome. For a man who's eating no bread, you talk about a lot of bread. And it was... That was a question that I had going into it because I knew I was going to cut carbs right when we started this vlog and I was like it's going to make it tougher because I'm going to be talking about bread all the time <laughs> and, I, and I can't eat it but so what's a life insurance game look like like in a week like this right you're super busy how many policies you got this week I was not in the field which is uh, strange um, convenient time to ask my question thank you yeah 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 so nothing, nothing, nothing. let's go uh, March this was the planning week um, this week but yeah so March I, I sold I think in March I did like 270 or so life insurance policies. Crushing I did, I did it. over. Yeah. I, I did well over 500 first quarter. Crushing it. Well do, you, do you have a goal, like of like an all time? I've got I've got my goals now. They're they're changing a little bit. Um, it was like each year the goal was bigger and bigger. Now my goal is to do other things around it, and so the goal and the number of policies actually went down this year coincidentally but it's the other things that we're doing and building the team and, mm -hmm. and uh, building up our company and, and helping other people go crush their goals um, but I think my goal this year is 1800 policies uh, which which won't be a problem but last year the goal was 2000 to 2300 I think ended up. Uh, but my first year I did 2700 wow man congratulations first year some people won't do 2700 in a career man so 2700 in a year that's amazing this is my ninth year, and I can guarantee I didn't sell twenty seven hundred policies in all nine years. It's just a, it's a different <laughs> it's a different process and a different system, but um, but yeah, man, it's just work. It's so just let, work. let me ask you, how have you adjusted on a personal level? You 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 are a financial professional, providing all this value, uh, life insurance, living legacy, and then now you've become a significant social figure behind the lens on all the different social media channels. How has that come in play to, you know, just impact your life? I mean, you're so many people that, that don't know you know you or that you don't know think they know you. I mean, let's put it, you've got a lot of fans out there, man. It's very, very awkward. Like, it's very strange. And I don't say that, like, jokingly. It's very strange to me. Like, this idea, I was doing a podcast the other day with Brian Mickler from The Order of Man, and, and we were talking, I'm like, I'm like, it is so odd that someone would spend time watching a video or what, listening to a podcast of my voice. Like it's just, it's just still, it's just still so strange. Um, but just coming into that realization that like this is happening, like this is a real thing, um, and seeing the lives that have been impacted, like the messages are the most important thing for me. Um, that's my ROI on all this stuff is the messages. The messages from people that have been impacted, the messages from people that have gotten value, whether it was like a small sales tip or whether it was something huge, like like a guy that the other day told me that he had had like a nine or 10 year pain pill addiction um, wow. that through consuming my content and going back and forth in dialogue with me has now kicked completely. Um, that I had no idea was even going on. Like stuff like that um, really, really hits me uh, pretty hard. And you start realizing the responsibility. I mean, the I mean, we all know with great, um, what's that phrase? Superman says it. I'm gonna let you finish it. With great 
power comes ah, there we go. great responsibility. responsibility. <laughs> I always say, I always say to who much is given, much is required. Hey, you and you said a lot better than Superman did, man. I like that. That's that's and it's just and that's it, man. It's it's blessed to be a blessing. Uh, I just feel that a lot of people don't realize it's the other way around. Like uh, you're blessed because you're a blessing, um, and that to me is most important. So be, being in, in the industry, have any of your prospects recognized you from social media before you connect with them? Like, oh, man, Tyler Harris, it, it's the Tyler Harris guy. He's, he's my agent now. No. <laughs> no. And that is on purpose. <laughs> that is on purpose. Yeah, just That's because cool. of the industry that we serve, like, that would be really detrimental. No, um, no, no, not not filming them, but I'm saying yeah. some of your prospects recognizing you when you come to shake their hand and, and, and start just, talking finance. Like, wait a second, I've seen you. I know you. There's a fine line there, and that's like – Matt and I were talking earlier, um, and a, a question that Matt had, and this is actually a better, better way to answer it now, is that that idea of this building a, a personal brand and um, and how that relays into your career. I'm very cognizant of the person hearing and seeing information about income and about compensation and about lifestyle that's buying something from you. Like I'm very, 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 very careful about. Um, when you're sitting down talking to someone and, and they know that you just sold X number of policies and made X number of commission last week, like that's a very sensitive um, subject. So we're very careful uh, about that. But I mean, uh, but you, you, you are working happen. hard, though. I mean, so anyone who wants to, you know, challenge that, you're you're putting in the time to earn right. it, it, what you're doing. I think if you said I sold 200 policies last year and I made 600 and something thousand dollars, that'd be a little bit more concerning where people are yeah. like, whoa, 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 what's going on? But when you're like, oh, I, I worked uh, 100 hours on average every week and yeah, I right. sold almost 3,000 policies, you could break the numbers down and say, oh, that makes sense. It's easily justifiable, but still, there's that. That'll change, I think, too, because as the generations become more and more inundated with transparency, they care less and less about that stuff. Like, I'm sure I I predominantly serve a senior market, and I'm sure that a lot of them aren't on there, but their opinions of it would be different than, like, their grandkids' opinions at 70. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. And and when I was a financial advisor right out of school and and predominantly serving in an older market. I mean, we used to talk about like what kind of car you're gonna get. Like, hey, make sure you don't get, you know, you want a, a nice car, but not too nice. Wow. Like, reliable, we but not too flashy. That, that's like, not like, like all those things. Like, there was like certain cars that were like, that's a good car for you to have, especially because we were out in neighborhoods knocking on doors. And right. You want to get out of your car and someone see you, and they're like, what's this? What kind of fees is this guy driving? Right. No, man, I've had that happen before. <laughs> yeah. Client walks you out like to the car and says, is my is paying for that? Yeah, right. I'm like, no, my hard work is paying for that, sir. <laughs> exactly. You're exactly right. I, I think a lot of it has to do with, the, like you were saying, who you serve, right? Yeah. Like I met a guy who's in our business and he's, um, you know, does a few million dollars a year in personal income from it. But his clients are all like high elite CEOs, celebrities, people of that to where they're looking at it and saying like, oh, cool, you're a peer to me. It's yep. normal. We do the same things versus when you're helping enough of maybe someone at a different affluency that puts you up high. Now they look at it different. Yep. That's where we got to be, I guess, I careful or cognizant. I agree, man. I like that. Yeah, so you just spent some time talking with us and the team, and I know you've told your your story with all of us in depth, right? For some of the podcast listeners that don't work with us or aren't on kind of the other side of this, the mic, you mind giving a uh, a little bit of the story, maybe in like a, a faster paced version for yeah. them, just so we can get to they can get to know you. Absolutely, man. So I mean, three and a half years ago, I was broke 
in debt, out of shape, depressed, pretty much you name it. I was going through it or had just come out of it and just had reached a point in my life where I realized that for about two, two and a half years, I was playing the victim. Um, things that had happened to me, things that I had done, just my circumstance, I was blaming on other people. And you know what happens when you point the finger at someone else? You give them all the power. All well the power. When you take ownership of it, you then take that power back. And so finally it just came to this, this point where I just took personal responsibility of all these things and, and basically said, hey, all this crap that has happened to me, this situation that I'm in, like all this stuff, like it's my fault. It's my fault. And the second that I did that, it was like the chains like broke off. Uh, and I was free to, to go about and, and do something about it. Uh, I had been completely content with just blaming it on other people and just being lazy because of these things that had happened to me. Oh, I feel sorry for me. I went through this divorce and uh, my wife had an affair and I lost my job in this crazy circumstance. And it was just completely okay with people being like, oh, did you hear about Tyler? Like now I think about that, it makes me sick that I was able to, to live that way. Uh, but I was just in it, like I was stuck. So made that decision, full responsibility, everything's my fault, and if it was my fault, then I could get myself out of it. Started going deep, deep, deep into personal development, self-awareness, trying to figure out who I actually was. Like I had all these ideas of who I thought I was, who I was trying to be, and who I had now become, but like who was I really? And that process of what I called kind of waging war on personal change, um, came about, some mentors came into my life around that same time. Um, they were in a business that I, that I came on board with them in and just put my head down and went to work and really just worked myself out of that situation. And there's no easier way to say it than that. I literally just put my head down and worked myself out of it. Um, in 11 days, 11 days got myself completely out of debt. In 11 days. 11 days. And I was not in like $6,000 worth of debt. I was in a lot of debt. In 11 days, I went on this just stint where I worked like 20 hours a day for 11 straight days. Two weekends was gone, um, 11 days straight in a hotel and got myself out of debt and then just started building from there. And now three and a half years later, my sole purpose and reason why I know I'm on this earth is to help that person that was me three and a half years ago. That was that stuck in that, that place where they're like, well, what do I do? Like, where do I go? Like, what do I do now? All these things have happened to me and to be able to provide some little something that just makes them pivot or makes them think at least that it's possible and that's why you know I'm not the most eloquent speaker I'm not the best communicate like that's what and I almost like you're you're I'll, a great you're a great speaker but I'm not like I, I don't but I must wear that as like a badge of honor because I want people to know that like you don't have to be special you don't have to invent something new or some new process, new way of doing things that you just gotta go out and work insanely hard. And if you work insanely hard at pretty much anything, you're gonna be successful. Uh, there's not a lot of things out there that if you put in just a insane amount of work, it's not gonna get you somewhere. Uh, but that's what I want people to know because it's very discouraging to like look at that uphill climb and think like, what am I gonna do to get there? But to know that it's just, hey, follow a system that's already been laid before you and go just put the freaking work in right. um, that gets me fired up now and so it's been a it's been a huge transformation over the last three and a half years but i still remember what it feels like 
um, to be in that desperate, desperate, desperate place, and that's what fires me up every day. I have a lot of respect for that, man. You're extremely humble. I was uh, fortunate to meet you over at Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, Agent 2020, 2021 event uh, where I got a chance to connect with you. Being very honest, man, it, it was those uh, camo uh, loafers you were sporting on, man. I, was, I got them, I got them I was, in the car. I was trying to see what size shoe you were to see if I can jack them from you. But then I saw how, how massive you are in real, in real life, and I thought twice. But, but, but realistically, just, just watching your, your career and, and your public figure and financial services value, um, what's next? You're, you're doing a, a, a blog. You're doing a podcast. You're, you're at, the, at the table helping families do financial planning and servicing um you're you're i'm assuming you were a motivator behind your wife now who's also you know getting social out there and i've and i've seen you give a lot of love for her and much props to your wife man i'm, I'm excited for what you guys have going on and i also can see a lot of competition within the family coming through because i think over time she might uh, end up end up smoking you bro She's just tough. keeping it real <laughs> She's tough. what's next and and it seems like you work out like eight days a week but like, you know, you, you got to spend hours combing the beard and all the yep. deal, but what's next, bro? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't know. And, and I get asked that a lot. And I, I, I am so happy with the way things are right now. Um, and the way things are progressing. Some would say very quickly, but then also some would say it, it all makes sense. Like, like it's, I feel like I'm in such a fortunate position to be putting in so much work that when things happen, it's just like, oh, that makes sense. Like, of course, of course I would come out to LA and do this because of the work that's gone in behind the scenes and the relationship that's built and the connections that are made and the decisions that were made. And the next opportunity, like to go speak on stage at some big event, like of course that would happen because the work's been put in. Wow. Um, and so like, I'm just, I'm, I'm very happy in that place because it can be very overwhelming. Um, to be kind of thrown into this, you know, scenario where you have a grown man that follows you twenty four seven and films content, and you're putting out an insane amount of content. Maybe maybe too much content. We're, we're, we're trying to figure that out. Like, is it too much? It's a lot um, on every different platform and every different uh, form of medium. That can be very overwhelming unless you have that mindset of just being super super happy with the process. Like, I just really am enjoying seeing it all unfold and that thought that that idea of just yeah that makes sense like that works like that checks out uh, i i love that because had it not been the work that came in creating all of this it would make me extremely uncomfortable receiving all the rewards from it like i would be very uncomfortable sitting here and having this conversation if i didn't know the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of stuff on social media and the stuff you know that I do with my career that went into it like that would make me very very uncomfortable so I don't know I don't know speaking I know is going to be a bigger thing which is terrifying for me um, but I've got a bunch of speaking engagements coming up congratulations man. What and, and and that's and that I think is the next step to really get that message that I have out there um, and get it to people in, in real time. Like it's one thing to, to see a video of somebody, but to yeah. see it live is different. Uh, I think we've all experienced that. And so I know that that's a necessary, um, a necessary next step. And it's a part that I'm excited about. I'm excited about not being terrified about. Well, you, you're a dynamic speaker <laughs> and we are excited to uh, hear you speak as a keynote kicking off the Disrupt Tour. Yes. There's a lot of fans and individuals that are just excited. Uh, also a lot of professionals in the industry that might not yet 
know your story, but have heard about it and, and want to get an opportunity to meet you in person. Um, you know, you mentioned speaking, I don't know, kind of makes you terrified or, 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 or nervous or whatever it might be, but I, I definitely don't get that. Uh, how often are you a guest on a podcast, something like this? Because usually you're on the other side of the mic. It, it happens um, maybe once a week. That's once a cool, week. Um, it's always, it's very different being on this side. Uh, being, on, being on your side right now is difficult. Being on both sides is difficult, but man, <laughs> doing a podcast, like hosting a podcast is extremely difficult. So I commend anyone for even trying, no less executing on it. Like the ability to ask questions and have that run off into a conversation rabbit trail somewhere that's so far from your next question that you don't know how to get it back there, but just be actually listening mm-hmm. and participating in the conversation is is a it is a skill 100%. You know, I think it's a skill though for all of us that's been developing, right? Cuz it yeah. that's what happens in a sales meeting all yeah. the time, right? And right. we've all been caught in that moment where you're like, "Hold on a second, what'd you say?" Like, I got to gather my thoughts because you're you were trying exactly. to think what you're going to say. So we're all highly trained without having been highly trained for podcasting, I think. That, and it's a lot easier when you got the people's them. advisor which you two and have in your back. I'll so <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. So um, in lieu of the perfect transition, something I w- was going to ask you a while back, and like yeah. this is a perfect way for me to come back because it made no sense with everything else we talked about. <laughs> but a very common introduction of Tyler Harris, right, is the guy that was completely dead broke, had some challenges in life, in three and a half years, sold 7,500 life insurance policies and became a millionaire, right? Is that a pretty good sum sure. up of the way you're introduced? Has it settled in that you're a millionaire? Like fully that, like how does that, cause you went from dead broke to a million. A lot of people go dead broke to maybe having a job and being out of debt in three years. Like how does it feel? Like what is it like? I haven't really even thought about it. I, there's so much more that, I, that I'm trying to attain that I'm trying to go after that I'd never even, I never even really thought about it. Actually TJ and I had this conversation um, very, fairly fairly quickly after the day that I knew that that happened um, and TJ was like dude that's like a freaking huge deal like what are you going to do you should celebrate like th- like this is big and I'm like we got this meeting to go to <laughs> like, I got to go sell some policies like, we, I don't know what we were doing yeah like it, it wasn't um, I don't know man I, like there's just my goals and the things that I'm trying to go after they don't really ha- they don't really have monetary um they're not completely monetary. Um, right now, it's all about building and growing and, and developing myself and, and developing others so that they can go have those same stories. Um, I mean, it certainly doesn't feel bad. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it certainly feels better than when I was dead broke, you know, crying crying to myself, what am I going to do? Um, but I think the money gives you flexibility, and flexibility is so important. Um, and flexibility gives you gives you the opportunity to help others and that's a huge thing my wife and I we we give a lot like we've given a lot this past year and we always did like we we gave on my unemployment checks wow. <laughs> um, what a great and feeling. to be able to do that now and write checks that were you know more than sure. annual incomes yeah. uh, it's such a such a cool cool feeling and keeps us grounded and it's just kind of part of who we are uh, but man it's there is, there is always, always more to go after. You're pretty vocal about not monetizing um, any of the value you're providing to so many people. 
But on the real, man, how do we get one of those daily bread hats, man? I've seen you wear it before, and you're like, you can't get one because I don't sell them. Well, I mean, how, how do we get one of those, bro? We are actually going to come out with some merchandise. Right? But it's going to be free. It's right? going to be free. Yeah, right. No, it is. It, it is. is. We're going we're gonna to have some shirts. We already got ideas for shirts, daily bread. Cool, We've, man. We created this media company called No Hook Media. We've got these ideas for shirts that have hashtag no hookers. That's cool. And that's going <laughs> to become a thing. Um, but, yeah, but, I mean, it's like – we take this whole not, not monetizing thing extremely seriously because when you talk about it so much, the last thing you ever want to do is get called out on it. Mm -hmm. But like, I take it to the extreme. Like my YouTube channel, like it had four hundred thousand minutes watched last month. That wow. I know, what, I know what that would generate. Right. In just the you know minuscule little like YouTube monetization, but like even that I won't do because it would make me feel uncomfortable when I'm telling people I'm not monetizing, even though there was three hundred dollars that came through YouTube. Like, sure. You know, it's minuscule money, but like, it's the the fact. You right. know, I want to be able to say it and actually it be true. So when would you feel comfortable to say, hey, you know what? I've provided all this value and I didn't do it for monetization, but this is going to be about. I mean, when when can we expect that from you? Not with the intent of making riches from it, but realistically getting compensated for all the time that you've put into what you're doing. I think it'll happen organically. I think okay. it'll just happen organically. And I have no earthly idea of what that looks like. And that makes me so happy that I don't know what it looks like. Because then it would be a plan. Like, this well, is not some master plan of, like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to provide value. And I'm going to tell them five years. And then year six, I'm coming at them with this. And they don't need it. But they're going to buy it because I've given them all this value for five years. Like, it's not like, th this is not a business plan. It's just a, it's, it's, it's an intent that I had from day one. And the, the idea of not monetizing for five years was just a way for me to mentally flip that switch to where I just completely stopped thinking about it. Because literally I had people every single day just getting on to me, really, about like, you have got, like, why are you not doing this, this, selling that, that, monetizing this, this, creating this funnel, doing this lead system, putting, plugging them into this, doing this academy, why don't you, why don't you have this ebook and this, like, every single day we're getting on to me about it. And I started thinking about it, like, mm -hmm. It was towards the end of the first year of doing all this stuff, and I was just like, man, maybe I should do this. And I started looking at things, and that's when I was like, nope, i got to flip this switch. I was like, because I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. I want to continue to do what I wanted to do from day one, which is just provide value. But the reason is because, and Matt and I were talking about this earlier, I can, I can have a conversation with someone, and I can have the freedom to tell them the truth because I'm not concerned about their ROI. Like, they're not paying me anything, mm -hmm. so I don't have to tell them what's going to make them feel warm and fuzzy to keep paying me every month. Right. Like, I can tell them, hey, you're doing this, you need to stop that, and you need to do this instead because it's the right thing, and not be worried about, well, that person's going to get pissed off and quit paying their 39 bucks a month to be in my mastermind. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, it gives me the ability to, to sleep extremely well at night knowing that I'm just telling people what I really think, or telling them that I don't know and pointing them in the right direction, right. but that I don't have to appease. It's almost like being a publicly traded company versus a you know private family mm -hmm. company. Right. Like you don't have to you don't have a board of directors to appease. Like you can do what, what you, you want to do. do and well said. And that's just the way I want to look at it. Right? Awesome man. So when we got started you you were talking about like you know, all these and breadcrumbs and daily bread and, and I forgot sales. there is breadcrumbs yeah. too. And, and oh man, I'm sorry I should have sold <laughs> So there, there's all these things you're working on. I'm curious um, in what order did they sort of come to life? Like you got sales wolves, you've got the 
I don't know, all this different yeah. stuff. Right? So it started with Facebook and Facebook Lives. Personal Tyler Harris, then you made the other stuff? It started personal, and then I created my actual page, Tyler Harris page. Uh, it's like facebook.com slash Tyler Harris page instead of just being my personal profile. And Instagram. And then Sales Wolves Podcast was the first real parlay into this whole world. Which is dope, by the way, man. I'm a fan. It's, yeah. You and Joe, right? I'm going to announce this. You and Joe. You want, want me to do an announcement? Do on it. On this podcast. Let's do it, bro. We're doing an Exclusive. It's live. This is an exclusive, exclusive announcement. This is one of those like, do, 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 You heard me. Going down. There is a Sales Wolves book that has been completed. Wow, nice. congratulations. And we're not World sure, we're premiere. We're not sure what we're going to do with it, but it's called The Way of the Wolf. And it's, and it's taking, <laughs> exactly, it's taking 60-some-odd episodes of The Sales Wolves and taking all these principles and all these things that have been put together. And uh, we partnered up with this um, this doctor that was on one of our podcasts, um, Dr. Rebecca High. She's incredible, um, incredible, incredible uh, very just smart. She deals with uh, self-awareness, and this, she does this talk on blind spots to the whole Vistage. Are you familiar with Vistage, the Vistage circuit? No. It's like for C, it's like a um, networking group for only CEO level um, people. She travels all over the the U.S. doing that. Um, so we partnered with her uh, in creating this book, and it's the first draft is done. Um, so we're super excited about that. But Salesforce was first. Congratulations to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, you. And, you and Caldwell. Yep. So me and Joseph, we did the Salesforce podcast, and that was like our first. I mean, I watched some of his old episodes, and it's just hilarious. Like, it's so funny, the progression over time. Uh, but we've got like 60-something of those. And so from there, it just kind of started evolving in the Facebook, Instagram, still doing a lot of live, but tr- kind of enhancing the content and making better produced content um more stuff that was thought out versus mm-hmm. just on the fly like i hate to say it but 90 percent of the posts in the first eight months were me while i was driving creating just not not safe don't don't do that at home kids um <laughs> but like literally while i was driving i created probably 80 percent of the posts um and so it started to get a little bit more um, produced, but I was still like hesitant on that because I wanted it to to still have that that raw kind of feel of like not being done in some graphic design you know studio. Um, and then from there, it was January one of this year when we started the daily vlog, and that was what really took things to the next level, uh, way further than I realized as far as the level of hustle that it has. <laughs> that has uh, ensued after after we started on this vlog journey because it's a 24-hour turnaround. So all the footage from yesterday will come out this evening, hopefully. Amazing. No, 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 yeah. Props to TJ and, and your, TJ. TJ and TJ's it's, team, bro. It's Just pretty amazing. incredible. It's, it's, really it's, incredible, seriously. And it's crazy. Like So we just knew a daily vlog would be impactful, and I was super nervous about it. I mean, you think about I've been on the road alone, 238 nights in a hotel, all this stuff by myself, by myself, by myself, and also now I have another human being with me 24-7. Um, we're filming everything, and we're creating these videos on a 24-hour turn. It's, it's crazy. The, the element of hustle that went, into the fa- that went into it was so elevated because I actually enjoyed the creative process of it, which is like great, and it's terrible. It's great in that it's fun and I'm enjoying it. It's terrible in that the whole idea of a daily vlog is to be able to take that content and disseminate it out into tons of pieces of content and kind of get hands off a little bit 
well, I'm like way more hands-on now than I've ever been, um, just because I actually like the process of creating uh, that content. So like, especially early on, me and TJ, we'd be in the hotel room at like one o'clock in the morning, and we're like, you know, put this song right there, and when the beat hits, right when that pause happens, and then make sure the words come from the left to the right versus right to the left, and like getting real like detail, <laughs> real That's detail. Cool. It it all happens fast because like almost nothing is brand new or invented, right? Like we're stealing ideas yeah. or ways of doing things, philosophies, all this stuff. So you can speed the process up when you have someone right next to you working on it rather than flipping through a book or like my background was designed before I got into financial services, okay. right? So when you would get into a uh, brainstorming or, or storyboarding and all that stuff with a group of people, you could knock all of it out fast because people help you eliminate the ideas that don't make sense or only make sense to you and so it's yep. it's cool to watch on on uh, both sides and having access to and that's fun too like that creative process with with other human beings is very fun to me so uh tyler i i got a question for you man with everything going on um for you and the impact that you have and the influence you have on all these individuals tomorrow internet doesn't work your phone has no juice the laptop's not not working. You probably know the question. What does Tyler Harris do? What do you do, man? Am I in L.A. tomorrow? When this <laughs> no, you're not in L.A. <laughs> I'm just at home. You, you are in your backyard looking at the acres of land. Uh, man, if I'm at home, I'm just hanging out with my daughter and wife. Um, 100%. Like, I've got a 19-month-old. And so now she's like actually turning into a, a real human being. Beautiful daughter, man. Knock yeah. on wood, by the way. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's like she already has built her own fame out there just from the <laughs> just from the short glimpses you shared with her. And she's getting so much like personality right now, and like it's it's becoming tougher and tougher and tougher to leave uh, every Sunday night or Monday morning uh, when she's like standing at the door like watching. I can leave. imagine it's that. like painful, uh, but that's what it, I mean. That's that's one hundred percent like I, it's such a. I think it's easy, especially as men. But, but anyone, it's easy for people that, that hustle and that work hard and that have big goals and that are chasing after all these things. It's easy to forget or it's easy to lessen the importance of that same drive at home. And even thinking about it in the same ways. Like you set a goal for work on how many policies you want to sell or how many clients you want to bring in. Like why wouldn't you set a goal for how many dates you want to go on with your wife this quarter? You know, like little things like that, like it's very hard. Um, we're just not wired to do that. Um, but there's a lot of things that I'm trying, and, and I say trying because I fail all the time, but I'm really trying to focus on the family side to make sure, like, you know, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. But that's real. <laughs> like, that's real. Like, I, and I can see, like, I can, I can easily see how it happens. You're out there hustling, you're doing your thing, you're successful, all these great things are happening, and then you look behind you and you're like, whoa, wait a second, it's been six months and I haven't really spent much time with my family. Um, that terrifies me. Um, having gone through a divorce before, that's probably why I'm more aware and just more cognizant of it at all times. Um, but I think, number one, my wife is the reason why I'm able to do what I do, because she's such a strong, independent woman that... I don't say it doesn't bother her that I'm gone all the time, but she's strong enough to handle it. Mm -hmm. um, and we communicate. Like, it's all about communication. Mm -hmm. like, we communicate. We talk about, hey, I'm all about doing stuff in spurts. Like, I'm going to go hard for three weeks. But then the fourth week, I'm going to be home, take it easy. I'm going to go hard for three months. But then let's plan a vacation four months from now. 
I'm going to go hard for this period of time. Like having that open communication, having things that you can look forward to, um, especially once my daughter gets older and possibly other kids later on, like being able to have that type of environment. Joseph Caldwell, my mentor, always talks about this with his kids. Like he would say, hey, we're going to set a vacation. It doesn't have to be something huge. Like I'm like, it doesn't have to be Joseph went to Ireland with his daughter last weekend. That's it doesn't cool. have to be that. Like it can be going to somewhere that's right nearby and staying in a hotel or even not, like whatever it is. But something that your family can all look forward to and they can all be kind of pulling for so that when you do get home late at night and you're just drained, they're like, Dad, Dad, like how many policies did you set that's a day? Cool, because they know your goals and what you need to do to be able to go on that trip uh, and do those things with them. And so, man, well, it's just enough. focus on the family, man. That's cool. I'm a big believer that, that you were talking earlier, life balance, life work balance, all yeah. that stuff. It's sort of, it's all your life. Like, yeah. What's this idea of like work and then life? Like, I guess unless you're so miserable doing what you're doing, <laughs> it's all part of your life. And it's yeah. just this ebb and flow of how you do it and bringing your family into it, not maybe literally into the business of what you're doing, but understanding what's happening and to rally behind you and root for you and know why you're gone and all those things are so important and I don't think a lot of people do it. Like, I was having a conversation with my wife last night just saying, hey, you know, I really want to operate and not, it can be taken the wrong way, but I want to operate our household sort of like it's part of the business, like have meetings and talk and like you and I are the, like, whatever, CEO, COO of this home and you spend more time here than I do, but let's... How'd that talk go over, by the way? She support that idea? Yeah. I, I went, tried the went, same thing. She's like, all right, well, you're C- fired. Let's start now. You're fired. Well, a lot who of was it, the CEO and who was the CEO? Well, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of it came from me giving control. Like, I really want to relinquish and give and say, look, you're better here. Like, I'm not so good here, right? Like, I, I'm and becoming more and more self-aware. I think one of my biggest fears in life for a long time has been being wrong or not being the right the one who's right like anyone who knows me my whole life I'm always arguing the point unless I'm a hundred percent positive that I'm wrong then I just won't talk at all but I guess I think I'm right a lot because I talk a lot everyone always (laughs) says that's like the biggest thing I ask questions and I talk a lot but so I'm I'm trying to consciously and with a lot of intent like adjust and change and mold those things because the pace is moving fast yeah you know something funny that like I, I don't know if I've ever really talked about ever before, but there's something to be said for spending 238 nights in a hotel, and when you get home in your relationship with your spouse. I mean, there's a lot of people that say that's the reason why we're still together is because we never see each other, but we look forward right. to seeing each other. Like when right. I'm on my way home on Thursday night, like I'm like, hey, You're fired yeah, up. Like, I get to go home. Like uh, I get playing to see some Lionel Richie on blast. Can't wait to very white. So Tyler, I know you help people with legacy all the time. What does legacy mean to you, man? Three words. Break down legacy for us. Three words? Yeah, three words. I would say all in, always. All in, always. That was three words. You know, you know what? Being a financial professional, limiting three words isn't fair. What does legacy mean <laughs> to Tyler Harris without the three words? Legacy. I, I, I st- it's still the all in, but it's like... I've always been known for someone that that always goes all in on whatever it is that I'm that I'm going after at that time, but I'm 
in the process of trying to become a person that someone would view as being all in in all areas. And so what I mean by that is like when I get really hard, like on like a really like really hardcore on a diet, like we were just talking about diets and this keto diet stuff, like I'm all in on it. Like there's no like, hey, I'm gonna start off and just you know cut you know my meals back to this and this and that. No, I'm like, what's the hardest diet to do? Let's do it. Let's go all in. And I'm in there like no cheat meals for 90 days. Let's do it. And in the gym the same way, and at work the same way, and at home it needs to be the same way. And so like I just want to be look, seen as a guy that like like man like Tyler like he was all in in every single area. So I got two words we got to talk about though: disruptive innovation, right? Yes. You you are um, we got a lot of different speakers that are going to be there, right? From massive followings, everything they're doing, like yourself, just growing and building and that kind of stuff. But what what does it mean to you? And do you see yourself as disrupting? an industry or disrupting and positive disruption obviously is what we're all going for but like when you think about it what does it mean to be quite frank it's only disruptive to the ones that are pushing back against it to me it's not disruptive if you understand what's happening it's only disruptive to the ones that are hanging on to the to the old school ways of doing things that's dude i got goosebumps just listen to this man <laughs> i mean that's like the financial advisor that sits behind his desk every day and, and picks up the phone and tells people about a mutual fund and thinks that that marketing is going to work five years from now, three years from now, they're the ones that are being disrupted. Yeah, man, <laughs> I mean, it's, and so for us, it's just, it's, it's just continuing with what's happening with the world, but for us to be able to use it to our advantage, I think the thing that happens is we get in a circle like this and we all talk about these things like hey what's your Instagram strategy or hey like what are you doing for your Instagram stories and hey what hashtags are you using hey are you using you know th that Elmo thing you just showed mm -hmm. me and like that technology I'm like I don't even know what that is and we we get in these circles to where we don't realize that the the average human being in America has no earthly idea what we're talking about like we like even the small amount that we know we know 99.9% .9 more than everyone. Well, you get in these circles where you can feel like you don't know anything. Like you can feel like, crap, there's so much to learn. There's so much stuff going on. There's so much I need to, to do every day. But you don't realize how, like, how just heads and shoulders above the majority of the world we are. Um, and that's just because the people that you surround yourself with should push you that way. But I think sometimes you have to take a step back and realize that, like, hey, like, your friends probably have no earthly idea the stuff that you guys are doing on social media. I know my friends, a lot of them don't, and a lot of my family don't. Like, a lot of people that I work with don't. Like, they don't get it. But those that get it, that's the innovation part. I mean, well, let me tell you, man, Tyler, I want to say we get it. You are a disruptor in a positive way, an innovator, um, just a creative genius when it comes to social media strategy, public figure, and mo more importantly, impacting lives and generations with your profession in the financial services industry. I believe we, we are in the most noble career and it's been a privilege uh, to get a chance to meet you and your time that you spent with us at our studio today. Thank you so much to you and TJ man making the trip down here. My boy, Matt Franchine, the people's advisor, beyond grateful for you to always be there with me. Hey, man. Thank, thank you so you. much, absolutely. Any last final words of wisdom, man? Before yeah, I, we... I just wanna say thank you. And if you guys are listening to this, you need to know that these two people that you're listening to like the integrity and the intent behind doing it is 100% pure. 
Uh, and, and I've seen it play out, and I hope that you listen, 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 and follow these guys because this is real, real value coming from real, real people, and that's rare these days. Hey, Tyler Harris, Thanks, man. man. Thank you so much, man. We are All Mindset Studio. You want to kick a live flow before we exit this? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Does it get better than that, man? Be safe out there.